1: It's Friday, and I'm all in. It's your Yahoo Sports Canada daily podcast for Friday, November 1st. But first, sports. Good morning. Welcome to November. Hope you had a wonderful evening. Maybe you're eating chocolate for breakfast today you were out trick-or-treating or handing out candy last night, you did not miss very much in the world of sports. The Calgary Flames had a big, crazy comeback win over the Nashville Predators. That game ended with a goal-of-the-year candidate, actually. A goal from Matthew to Chuck between the legs. OT winner, the Canadiens beat the Golden Knights in OT in the late game. That was it for hockey on the court. The Heat beat the Hawks. The Pelicans beat The Nuggets in the late game was a pair of former Raptors franchise faces, DeMar DeRozan Spurs against Kawhi Leonard and the Clippers. Otherwise, a very quiet night. The World Series champion Washington Nationals continued to party. There was a bevy of photos of athletes in Halloween costumes, of course, which, by the way, if you're rich, if you were rich, there is no excuse for not having a great Halloween costume. It should literally be child's play for you if you were rich. You could you could buy the actual costume that you're referencing, or you could like hire a makeup artist. If you have the payroll, play to win on Halloween. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, something you may or may not know is that WWE World Wrestling Entertainment, they put on a show yesterday afternoon, Eastern time, uh, from Saudi Arabia, live in Saudi Arabia. It was the fourth time in two years. They have ventured there for a big show. Uh, it's called Crown Jewel, and it has not been without its controversy. I'm sure that somebody smarter than me has explained this to you already. I mean, John Oliver talked about it, and numerous uh, superstars on the WWE roster refused to do this show. And also, for wrestling fans like me, it's one of a, a lot of turnoffs that have created distance between fans and the WWE product representation of the form of entertainment of pro wrestling, which is something that we happen to enjoy spending our time watching. And people becoming disenfranchised with WWE and the product, it's becoming more and more common. That's not just like wrestling nerd insider stuff, uh, whether it's political things or just how bad the shows have gotten. Ratings have never been lower for WWE shows. That is quite literally true. The problem with this for people that want to enjoy pro wrestling is there hasn't been Really a viable competition for WWE since 2001 when they bought out WCW, which was their main rival. Since then, they've had like a monopoly on the business as far as being basically a synonymous name with pro wrestling on TV. People would just say WWE. That is, until this year, Tony Khan, he was a businessman. You may know him if you're a football fan as the co-owner of the Jacksonville Jaguars and to a lesser extent, Fulham FC, if you want to, in in, uh, English soccer. He started a new pro wrestling company. He is president and CEO, and he joined forces with Cody Rhodes, who is the son of one of the greatest of all time, the legendary late Dusty Rhodes, uh, Cody's wife, Brandy. They were both former WWE employees, along with three other major wrestlers that had made name for themselves by competing everywhere else in the world except for WWE. There's a tag team named the Young Bucks, and a guy named Kenny Omega, who is from Winnipeg. Together, they all launched All Elite Wrestling. And in the 10 months the company has been around, they have continued to defy expectation after expectation about what the ceiling of a competitive product for professional wrestling could actually achieve. The most recent success of AEW is Dynamite, which is the weekly TV show. It airs on Wednesdays, fittingly, on TNT in the United States, just like WCW used to. And on Canada, it airs on the TSN family of networks. That's on Wednesday. As somebody that has enjoyed pro wrestling for most of my life, like watching Raw and WCW Nitro on tape after school was like my religion. Watching All Elite Wrestling suddenly try to succeed and offer a new and exciting alternative have, has been really just an incredible reinvigorating experience as a fan. And it's involved people that really well mirror the people that helped create it. There are lifetime independent guys like Omega and the Bucks that make name for themselves on a national scale with performances on the show every week. People like Private Party, people like Orange Cassidy, MJF, Hangman Page. That's half of the roster. The other half is guys like Cody, who are veterans that love the business, that work for WWE, that want the opportunity to show that they have a different concept for how the show can be done and what is possible in a pro wrestling show, this is guys like John Moxley, who looks like the biggest star in the world right now, Cody himself, or my guest this morning who has been reinvented and reinvigorated in all elite wrestling. He wrestled for years in WWE's development system as Ty Dillinger, the Perfect 10. He grinded his way up through the ranks, FCW, ECW, he was released, went back to indies, then signed at NXT. Finally, he debuted on the main roster at the Royal Rumble to a huge ovation only to shortly find himself sort of lost in the shuffle of WWE's huge roster and the unpredictable nature of their day-to-day storytelling. And at 38 years old, Sean Spears decided to walk away from the security of the WWE payday and return to his roots of doing what he loved, and that is pro wrestling. He debuted in All Elite Wrestling in May. He immediately worked a program with wrestling legend and one of the four horsemen by his side, Tully Blanchard. He went against Cody, some really violent stuff, high intensity, and we look forward now to see where he will go next. Sean, thank you for joining me. With all you've been through and all the time you put in with the company to get where you are, was the decision to leave WWE and join AEW difficult for you?
0: The decision to leave WWE was a six-month process, probably at the very least. Um, So a lot of time, effort, and thought went into that, and I just kind of had to take a step back and myself and what it was that I wanted out of this industry. And at the end of the day I just wanted to wrestle. I just want to perform. Uh I'm much closer to the end of my career than at the beginning. So when I'm seventy five years old and I can only remember the last three years of my in ring career, uh, you know, what am I gonna think about? Am I gonna think about money that I settled for and sat on the sidelines or did I kind of close things up the way I wanted to, which is in the ring, wrestling the way I want to wrestle. And entertaining an audience, uh, the best way I can possibly do that. So the the jump to AEW wasn't um, wasn't nerve wracking. There was no hesitation. I had met with Tony. Uh, I sat down with Tony. We talked um, a few occasions, and I know Cody, and uh, I trust Cody. Cody's I've always believed in him. I've always believed in his mindset, and I always believed in his uh, love for the industry, and Tony really isn't much different i believe in his message and that is that he wants to bring back the spirit of professional wrestling and as a guy who wants to be a professional wrestler it's kind of a no-brainer so it was more excitement uh than anything else
1: now you're a you're a saint Catharines guy originally so you're my first athlete that i can almost guarantee knows where the seaway mall is oh yeah man yeah (laughs) I just wanted to ask you... Hey, you're not too far away at all. I wanted to ask you because I'm sure you remember this as well. Growing up, we had both of the quote-unquote Monday Night War shows. You got Raw on Tuesday and you got Nitro Wednesday. What does it mean for you to know that you are now seen every week nationally on Canadian television as part of Dynamite?
0: I've seen a lot of crazy things happen in wrestling and a lot of different time eras and all that kind of stuff. And it's just it's kind of take a step back and... Say exactly what you said. Like I grew up watching the same thing you did. Uh, I grew up, you know, tuning in to watch every all all sports, you know, and I watched Bob McKenzie and I, all these guys. I grew up on it as a kid. So now that professional wrestling is being, you know, back on TSN, and not only that, but uh, being a Canadian, um, it's 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 massive. It's a huge deal for AEW. It, personally, selfishly, it's a massive deal for me because now. All my family, my friends uh, can see me on the same station that they grew up watching as well. I was getting hit up on Twitter and social media, left, right, and center, saying, hey, give us something. Give us, let us know what's going on in Canada. And I, I don't know. I'm, I'm strictly talent. I'm not part of the office uh, whatsoever. But um, I do know that there was always plans in the work to give something to Canada. They have given something to Canada. And uh, we could not be more excited about what we're going to uh, bring to the
1: community. Now, you mentioned knowing Cody before, and there are some, I'm sure, familiar faces in the locker room. Is there a talent or a couple talents that you have yet to work with? Maybe some guys that we haven't seen a ton of, uh, if you are, you know, a fan of the the bigger names. Somebody that you haven't worked with yet that you're really looking forward to getting in there with and you think you could work well with?
0: Yeah, yeah. The beautiful thing, and you kind of touched on it, where, um, you know, there's a lot of young talent you might not have seen a lot of yet. That's the beautiful thing about AEW is that uh, they believe in building young talent. So every week you're not going to see the same guys. Um, You know, uh, I actually enjoy being able to sit on my couch at home and watch our show and watch these young talent go out there and try to take their careers to the next level. That's the beautiful thing about AEW, and that's one thing I'm excited for. In terms of guys that I like to work, um, a lot of it would just be kind of bucket list stuff. Uh, Kenny Omega is a guy I've never gotten to wrestle yet. Hangman Page is a, is, is a very hot prospect in the wrestling world right now. Um, he's got some experience, but he's going to do some big things going forward. Um, you know, MJF is a, is a big young talent that's upcoming. Uh, very new to the industry, fairly new, but has a lot of upside. Um, there's, there's just a lot. There's a lot of guys there. We have a wide range of talent. You know, I just got to wrestle John Moxley a couple of weeks ago for the first time, like, ever. We've, we've worked for the same company for more than a couple of years, but that's a match. There's a perfect example. That's a match that would have never taken place anywhere else. So, yeah. you know, going forward, given the opportunity to work with some of these guys that I've kind of had on my list for a very long time, it doesn't get much more exciting than that.
1: How did your relationship with Tully Blanchard come to be? Because that's the, that's one of the legendary names in the industry.
0: Right? Right. Wild. Same thing as like TSN growing up watching. I grew up watching Tully Blanchard and, uh, you know, some of the incredible things that the horseman did and that he did as a singles talent and television championships. Uh, the opportunity arose, uh, obviously, in the midst of my um, heated issue with Cody. And I jumped all over it. Uh, I dove all over it. Anytime you can get a guy like that to, to divulge any knowledge whatsoever, you better be all ears because it's going to be a gold mine. And it has been from day one. Um, and a lot of people think that it's kind of like a, an on-screen uh, duo. It's just like, you know, okay, well, it's just for television. No, we've, we've spent time together. I've hung out at his house. We went to the gym together. We've sat in random places and ate together. We just, you know, he's traded stories. He's, he's been a wealth of knowledge. Uh, and I'm hoping that this, uh, this duo continues for quite a long time because, I'm, no pun intended, I'm all in on it. <laughs>
1: Um, to bring it back just before we go here uh, to uh, you said you, you said you watched everything with sports you I saw on Instagram you took your dad to a Maple Leafs game did you grow up a Maple Leafs fan or are you uh, a St. Catherine Sabres fan
0: uh no 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 i um i mean he watched religiously he watched the Toronto Maple Leafs so it was the only games we were allowed to watch uh, i'm actually a Vancouver Canucks fan so i'm uh, <laughs> i'm west coast style uh, not not a very uh you know, we're in the rebuilding phase. We're in the rebuilding phase. But uh, nonetheless, um, yeah, no, he, he had a great time. I, I, Like I said in that post, I haven't been home in probably about a decade to celebrate his birthday. It was still about a week and a half early, but uh, I'm glad we were able to to do that. But love Toronto. I love Vancouver. And, uh, you know, there's some, uh can't say too much, but there's a couple uh, big Canadian markets that AEW is eyeing in 2020 that, you uh, we're most likely going to touch on. So uh, we're very excited about that as well. So hang in there, Canada. We're coming.
1: AEW Dynamite, the weekly show, can be seen, as I said, on Wednesday nights. The next pay-per-view is full gear. It's Saturday, eight days away, November 9th. And speaking of Saturdays and the weekend, here's what's going on. This weekend in sports, the Raptors have a big-time matchup Saturday, a matchup of Eastern Conference finalists against the Milwaukee Bucks. That should be an absolute beauty of a game. The Raptors 4-1, coming off a win over the Pistons on Wednesday. The Bucks, they're going to be on the second half of a back-to-back for this game against the Raptors. They play the Magic tonight in Orlando. The Maple Leafs also added again on Saturday night. They're in Philly to take on the Flyers for Hockey Night in Canada. The Leafs come in 6-5-3. They just lost an OT to the Washington Capitals earlier this week. The Flyers will also be in the second half of a back-to-back as well. They play in New Jersey against the Devils tonight. And finally, Bianca Andrescu's time at the WTA Finals is over. She withdrew from the tournament with a knee injury. She had some concerns about her meniscus. That caused her to retire from her second match of the tournament, which is round robin. On Wednesday, she had an MRI on her knee. It's the last tournament of the year, so her season is officially over, but a great success to be a top five seed at the end of the year from where she started. And on that note, this week of the show is also over. Hope you have yourself a great weekend. There will be lots more to talk about on Monday. I will be here to do so Monday morning for you. There is nothing left for you to do though, but get out there and enjoy your Friday.